This is Did You Know, the short and sweet podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs that want to keep up with the latest changes in digital marketing and social media. Learn from two guys that know a thing or two about helping businesses increase sales and exposure, Will Hankey and Andrew McCauley. Hey there, everybody. This is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to episode number 52 of the Did You Know podcast. This is the podcast where we are talking about all of the things that have been happening online, the changes that you need to know for your business so that you can keep up to date. I cannot do this by myself. Will Hanky, hello. Hey, man. Uh, number 52 was the number that my son used on his uh, high school football jersey. Number 52, what a good number that is. That is <laughs> that's the number today. We are rocking and rolling. These just in case all... you were wondering about that. Yeah, 52, number of weeks in the year also, just in case you're wondering about that. All right. Another pointless piece of information. <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Lots of things going on this week. Um, what have you been up to over the last week or so? Uh, you know, I went to WordCamp Kansas City and spoke uh, there on e-commerce and WordPress. Ah, what was the biggest insight you gave people at WordCamp? Uh, you know, it was not really about WordPress. It was the fact that if you don't have your SEO in place uh, for your own website and then you try to go to Amazon or, or Walmart or eBay or somebody, they're just going to crush you. Mm, yeah. Um, how hard is it these days to get that in place? Like how much people, how much do people have to learn? Is it as much as they used to have to learn five years ago or do you think it's easier for people getting started? I don't think it's too terribly difficult. Uh, the, I think the biggest thing is you have to set up fees for each one of these different networks unless you use a tool like uh, Channel Advisor, mm -hmm. which basically you load up all your products into that one system and then you just turn on whatever channels you want. So you can turn on Amazon and eBay and Walmart and Overstock and Sears and you know all these different things with just a couple clicks. And you set up the SEO components of that Inside Channel Advisor? That's correct. So you can create different fields like Walmart title, eBay title, you know, so that all the titles are different for your products and that way you're not really competing with yourself. Yeah. Now, um, just out of interest, Channel Advisor is not cheap though, is it? It's uh, relatively, well, what, what is the price of that? Yes, it's uh, 12 grand a year. Yeah. Okay. But hey, if you're selling lots of products and this is, this is not for the people that have got one ebook, right? You're not, you're not selling <laughs> one ebook. You're selling, you know, literally dozens or hundreds of items. At a time, yeah. right? On a, on a shop? Yeah. I mean, you have to be able to justify $1,000 a month. Yes. And still make a profit. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Oh, there you go. Um, how was WordCamp? Was it good? Is it still going strong? Yeah, it was terrific. Uh, it was very well attended. Uh, they had a nice venue other than all the rain, uh, great food. Yeah, it was uh, some great speakers. It was great. Yeah, good. If you get a chance to go to WordCamp near you, go and do it. Check it out. Awesome. Definitely. Awesome. So in the news this week, we've got lots of things going on. We've uh, got some Google happenings. Of course, Facebook is uh, is uh, settling down after their big F8 conference a few weeks ago. So there's a few um, changes that are rolling out that we haven't discussed yet. And we've got some Twitter news as well today. Of course, Snapchat's in there. And I think we might even have an Apple piece today as That's well. That's right. Yeah, something pretty cool from Apple. Yeah. All right. Well, where do you want to kick us off? Where, where should we get started? Let's do uh, Facebook first. All right, let's do Facebook. Let's kick it off with Facebook. What has Facebook been doing? What are they testing on us now? Yeah, something that I uh, 
popped on your Skype a couple of days ago and said, Hey, did you see this? And that was um, video cover images or video covers for your uh, business page now. Awesome. This is yeah, really so- cool. This looks really, really cool. I love the look of it. Um, have you been able to find out if it actually has sound or it's just a video only? I haven't, and I haven't had time to test it. It shows up on my uh, Red Canoe page on Facebook that I can now add a video, uh, but I just haven't tested it. I would assume it has to give you some sound or else what's the point? So so for those that are listening along at home, on your Facebook cover page, on your cover page, um, the cover banner of your page, there is now uh, the ability to look at moving images. So um, what's the example, which one, what's the example that they had um, that we were looking at that they uh, were telling us um, there's a company already got one going on? Yeah, it was from a TV show. I think it was uh, one of the TV shows and it had some money kind of moving around on the page. Right, right, right. Anyway, we're gonna, we'll have links to uh, links to this in the show notes. But, um, oh, there we go. It's... Um, no, oh, Narcos, Narcos from Netflix. So if you ever watch Narcos on Netflix, check out the Narcos page and you'll see um, some little animations going on in the background, which is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I think the fact that they call it video means that you must be able to have some sort of sound or maybe they have to mouse over it to get the sound. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. So, uh, or, or else they would just call it animation. Well, who knows? Maybe they're going to roll out sound soon. Yeah. Maybe they're going to roll be. out sound. So that's a big thing going on, on Facebook. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yep. Pretty cool. Good. Um, all right. What else have we got Facebook? Uh, Facebook has added uh, reactions to the comments. And I think we knew this was common. Uh, but now when somebody comments on something on your Facebook page, you can actually react individually to that comment. So yes. you can't just... Not yes. just like the comment, but you can laugh, all those good things. Yeah, it makes sense that they rolled that out. They rolled out, um, I think they rolled out reactions about a year ago now, early January 2016. Then um, they brought it into Messenger, so they've got all these re- reactions in Messenger. In fact, they've got a few right. extra reactions in Messenger than they do on the actual um, the desktop version of Facebook. But now, as you say, we're rolling out um, reactions to the comments, so you don't take, don't have to like a comment anymore. You can... Uh, be angry about a comment. You can be happy, sad, <laughs> show some love, or ha ha. All right. On a comment. Yeah, fact, I just, you know what? I've just written a big blog post about um, Facebook Messenger. I'm, 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 uh, I've done part one. I'm about to roll out part two with chatbots uh, early next week. But um, if you want to check that out, the social media bloke, check out thesocialmediabloke.com. Um, my latest blog post, you'll see Facebook Messenger and what you can do with it. I talk about reactions in that one. Love it. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going in there. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I'm, I'm going to get sidetracked. I think we've spoken about this before, but I think Messenger is going to be the biggest social media app that's out there. It's going to crush Facebook down the track because of the ability to do stuff on Messenger rather than just look at stuff and, you know, watch friends sort of thing. So anyway, that's my that's my thought around that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, Facebook's getting into the whole uh artificial intelligence, all that kind of stuff, along with these bots and, yep. uh, what is it, 1.2 billion users already? 1.2 billion users of the Facebook Messenger app already. Uh, that's monthly active users. It's up, it's growing, and um, the features that they're putting onto it are huge. In fact, one of those topics, one of the, one of our stories today is that they're also 
rolling out um, instant games for Messenger across the board. So, um, and I spoke about this in my blog too, that you've got some games out there that you can play word with friend, words with friends and some other games that are out there. Now they've rolled it out across the board to all of its uh, 1.2 billion users. So if you're a gaming guy, if you're a gaming manufacturer, uh, you just open up a brand new um, stable of people you can get in front of. And in fact, there's some cool games out there. One of my favorite games, one of my very first original video games when I was a kid, well, was Galaga or Galaga. Um, oh, yeah. They've got that in Facebook Messenger. How cool. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Joust as well. Huh? Maybe Joust. I haven't seen Joust. But or maybe, Hubert. Hubert was I, I, I haven't seen it on there. I know what Joust is. I haven't seen it on there. But I know they got Galaga, which I was very excited about. <laughs> I had to make sure my settings were private so no one could see I was playing it all day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's been opened up. Um, but they've also got a couple of other things. Facebook Marketplace. It's got a new new look. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's got a new look, got some new filtering options where you can go a little deeper into looking for blue cars in St. Louis, Missouri, things of that sort. You can get a little bit more deeper into the subcategories. Uh, this is interesting. I, I, I see some sort of a Craigslist kind of play here. I'm, uh, you know, they had, they've had something like this ever since they started. I remember 10 years ago, they had where you could buy and sell your stuff on Facebook and it was, it was very lame and limited. Um, yeah. I, I think that this will be a, fi a feature that they're going to focus on uh, and somehow they'll take a cent or a two cents or, you know, a couple of dollars, whatever it is, per sale. But I think that um, it could be a big, big play for them down the track. Yep. And they've also got the uh, they've got a button now when you're selling something that says message seller. So there you go, getting right. right back into Messenger. And and if you add it with their payments platform through Messenger, they'll be taking money for and behalf of everybody and dishing it out to each other. And they'll just like PayPal or whoever other third party, they're going to scoop some, some off the top. I mean, I think it's a massive place for them to make a lot of cash. And uh, wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we start seeing this marketplace growing and evolving rapidly over the next 12 months. Yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, related to um, money on Messenger, my daughter had sent me a message yesterday saying, are you going to be able to pay me today or tomorrow? And just her sending that message, uh, it popped up on her screen. She sent me a screen that said requests. So there was a little button there where she could request money just because she said that phrase to me. Mm -hmm. And then on my phone, it actually had a little button that said pay. So, I mean, it, it physically or somehow it read what she had asked me and then gave us the different buttons depending on who we were. Yes, you uh, <clears throat> go ahead once again, read my blog post. I'll talk about that. It's the uh, Facebook AI now reading what you're writing in your messenger and it's offering suggestions on what to do. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's almost freaky, right? You probably got freaked out a bit and thought, whoa, who's reading my, who's reading my messages? Um, this AI, this AI part of Facebook Messenger is now reading what you're doing and, and offering suggestions. Whether it's a, you know, you might say I need a lift or I need a ride, and they're going to pop up the Uber app or the uh, the Uber option or the Lyft <laughs> option to go and get a ride. Um, you know, you might even put in a, in a thing like, well, what's your address? And then it will know that you're asking for an address, and it'll automatically populate it. So, this AI stuff is uh, going to be huge. Yeah, and there's a lot of things businesses can do with this. I know you've played around with uh, some of the some of the automations on that end as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's. I think. Well, I think we're at the tip of the iceberg of artificial intelligence and and automation, really. And uh, Facebook's they they see it. They know what's going on, and they're going to just ride that puppy all the way home. I think. Yep, love it. Yep. All right. Is that all on Facebook, or is there anything else? That that's it for Facebook. We got some crazy Google stuff going on this week too. Google's gone fishing. <laughs> kind of. Yes, uh, somebody has written a, a very nice little thing that, that uh, emailed a whole bunch of people on behalf of a Google user saying, hey, here's this Google Doc uh, that you had asked for, or you know, there's variations of that email. Uh, I know I got one yesterday, but it was from somebody I didn't recognize, so I didn't open it. But uh, somehow, some way, uh, somebody's written a phishing script to get in there and, and make it look very official that somebody's trying to share a Google Doc with you. Yeah, so this is not this is not your usual uh, click here and give us all your password and details. It actually opens up as normal, so it looks like it's logging in for you. Um, it looks like you're doing normal stuff, and you're at the you actually are at the home screen of Google. And then when you go to open the doc, it just says, "Hey, just uh, verify that you're okay to open this," and it looks right. legit. But as soon as you click on that verification, it accesses all your data, and then you're in trouble. So um, it uses all of the original and authentic screens that you'd expect to see. It doesn't, you know, it's not trying to open up a, a file inside your email or anything like that. It just goes and takes you through the normal screens. And then once it's opened, then it then it wreaks havoc. So it's a it's a new version of this phishing scam, which is uh, partly why it, why it makes the news because it's different yeah. and uh, scary. Yeah, it also gets access, well, to anything that you're using on the Google network then, your Gmail, yep. analytics, anything of that sort. Everything. And, and, you know, there's a, and some people, you know, YouTube, Tag Manager, all, I mean, Google My Business, all of this stuff can be affected. Yep. Yep. So if you get something from somebody uh, with a Google Doc attached or something like that, you know, Unless you 100% knew that was coming, don't click on it. Yeah. So we'll put a link to the article in in, uh, in the show notes. Uh, and in that article, it actually tells you what you should do if you have already uh, opened something you shouldn't have opened. So uh, follow those yep. instructions and they'll, they'll get you out of trouble. Yeah. Very good. Yo. What else? What else is Google doing? Oh, I don't know if you've heard of this, Andrew, or you may have forgotten about it, but there's something called Google Plus. Google Plus out there. what? <laughs> Google, <laughs> Google Plus is doing something and that's not yeah. dying. Wow. Yeah, they've they've added recommended topics to their stream. So when you're cruising through Google Plus, like you do all the time, uh, now they will recommend some other topics that maybe they think you'll be interested in. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. cool. I, I wow. clicked on somebody's link the other day and took me to their Google Plus page. And I'm like, oh, still alive, I see. <laughs> I like yeah, it. I'm going to like Google Plus. I did like Google Plus. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I, I personally liked it and I used it a fair bit. But when you're not getting anyone else using it, <laughs> you, you don't want to play at a park with no one else, right? You can't play soccer by yourself sort of thing. So it was like, well... I don't think I'm going to hang out here much more. And that's why I sort of disappeared. But I, I did like Google Plus. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I heard somebody say once, and I may have said this before on the show, Google Plus is like the gym. Everybody signs up, but nobody goes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but so anyway, they've added some new stuff, which is nice. Hopefully someone reads it and that'd be cool. Right. I think that's all we need to, um, that's all the time we need to give it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> 
Having spoken about Google, though, some other big news. First time in 40 years that this has happened. Yeah, uh, Android is overtaking Windows uh, in some categories. That I think it's around uh, market share for operating system. Yeah, now, obviously, Windows has been the number one platform since the early 80s. Yeah. 80s, right? So we're talking 40 years, nearly. That this that this company has been the number one operating system, but if you have a look at the graph, it's a it's a steady decline over time. Of course, all these other things trying to compete for it, but um, Android has taken over. Yeah, by 002 percent at the last uh, the last, I guess they did a survey or something like that. But uh, Android's on the on the incline as uh, Windows is on the decline. So yeah, and um, you're right. Windows is um, Windows has been on the decline for a little while now. Yeah. Uh, well, a long while, I should say. But um, that is it, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and I think part of that is just because there's more devices out there. So it's not that Windows maybe is declining in how many people are using it's just the fact that there's new devices that come with other operating systems already on it yeah it looks like um just from what i see over the last five years uh windows has lost nearly half of its market share went from 80 percent of the market down to just uh around 40 just under 40 percent 38 percent yeah and uh ios isn't too far behind either both of those yeah they're growing up they're growing up so uh but android's uh in the last three years has tripled almost quadrupled its growth so there is the verging of the two points right now so um wow interesting change of the guard yeah i think so it's probably about time for you to get rid of that iphone and, and come over to the android side yep what's next on our topics <laughs> <laughs> uh okay uh, Google search results are now going to include rich results for podcasts so this Yay. is terrific news for podcasters like us, it's terrific news, all right? Yeah, and it, and for anybody who maybe is searching for a particular topic and uh, they, they get more information than just the generic, you know, here's a podcast. So they'll get the, the title, who the author is, just some more information around the rich, uh, what are called rich snippets. So. Yeah, well, that's good. That's great for podcasters. This podcast is, podcasting has grown rapidly. Um, I'm surprised it's taken Google this long to actually get on board. Agreed. Yeah, one of the uh, sessions I went to over the weekend at WordCamp was uh, from a guy named Rob. At uh, he works for Libsyn, and uh, you know it was all about how if you're blogging, you better be podcasting too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very good, very good. Well, um, what about Google Image Search? What's going on with that? Yeah, they're just trying to take on uh, on Pinterest, I guess, and making their images a little bit more. Uh, you know, uh, interesting. They're showing some similar items. They're they're putting a little bit more uh, data in their some of their. I think it's mostly around uh, fashion things of that sort. Items yep. that are for sale. Yep. So uh, they are enhancing their product feature too. So good stuff. On yeah, Google. this is same thing around. You know, we just talked about podcasting and the rich snippets. It's kind of the same thing. If you have product metadata on your uh, e-commerce store and you're sharing those pictures. Then they're going to show some of that on there as well. Well, speaking of that that update and that sort of stuff, they're also um, they're also helping out blogs uh, as well on Google Search, right? 
Same thing. Yeah, a lot of stuff around these rich snippets here lately, but they're starting to show a little bit more information about uh, particular blogs, uh, which is you know terrific for the for the authors. Gives them an opportunity to share a little bit more. And then you and I had talked about this, uh, you know, for the for WordPress with the Yoast plugin. You know, we would assume that that some of that rich data is going to be in a new episode, in a new version, if it isn't already. Mm. So, so if someone's listening and they're like, you know, I podcast and I write blogs, I create pictures and images for my for my blog. What is the best way to make sure that Google is able to look at the information and process it properly? Is there a tool out there that you recommend? Uh, or is there a specific strategy that you recommend to people? Yeah, you know what? I don't know of any one tool that does it. I know that uh, I, I mentioned Yoast earlier. Yoast has an e-commerce plugin mm -hmm. that will then share all the rich snippets for your e-commerce or your WooCommerce store. Uh, but, you know, there used to be a, a schema plugin called Raven, mm -hmm. R-A-V-E-N schema. But I don't think either of those have have come to the you know to get all these new things where the podcast categories can be added the blog information so i don't know that there is one answer for that yet yeah okay so what's this space though because you know this is all new this is just happening this week um so of course these guys are probably hard at the uh, wheel creating um these add-ons or these updates to their plugins so yoast as you said is a very very popular seo plugin i'm sure they are going to eat this up and make it happen yeah, and uh, speaking of WooCommerce, which is an e-commerce plugin for WordPress, uh, that particular company is also coming out with some rich snippets type data uh, plugins that's going to be free, I think. Really? Okay, cool. So they're awesome. going to take on Yoast about it, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, what about Twitter news? You got any Twitter news out there? Couple things going on with Twitter, and uh, you know, there's a now a Twitter channel on Roku. Do you Yay. use Roku at all? No, I don't. Um, but I might go and get it just for this. Yeah, my son has one. He uh, somebody bought him one years ago for uh, so he could sit in his room and watch uh, anime uh -huh. type stuff, and he loves it. I mean, he doesn't. He did, his TV's not hooked up to our cable or anything. He just uses the Roku with really? the Wi-Fi. With Wi-Fi, right? So, so give us a give us a rundown of this Twitter channel. I mean, this is this is pretty exciting, and I don't know if you've ever watched sports while you're reading commentary at the same time. Reading commentary, other people's commentary, not the commentators' commentary. Right. I gotta tell you, it's a little bit annoying. Yeah, it's a little tough to follow, but now they're going to be doing it for a whole bunch of different channels, not just sports. Right. Uh, you know, even if you're watching some sort of a, a news thing, you could have people commenting on you know, what they're wearing or who knows what. But, yeah, uh, I I, uh, I watched, I was watching my my Australian football last year on a site that had comments on the side of it, just like what they're doing here on this Roku. Um, and basically, so just for people trying to work out what's going on, there's a normal TV show going on Roku, but they're, they're adding an ability for a Twitter stream. And I'm not sure if it's a hashtag RSS feed or some sort of feed about a specific or a number of different hashtags that are all related to that topic. But right. um, you can read the tweets as they're happening next to the show as you're watching it all on the one screen, which is pretty cool. But last year I was watching it and I found myself drifting from the game and just reading <laughs> reading some uh, comments from people. And I was finding, I was getting upset with them. I'm like, I don't want to read. You're, you're making me mad. <laughs> How dare you talk about my team like that? Uh, or what's wrong with you? What sort of 
what sort of comment is that? And I was getting really upset about it. So I ended up just dragging it off the screen so I couldn't see it because uh, I didn't like it too much. But anyway, some people might like it. So it could be something to, to uh, check out. Yeah, and I think um, Twitch, if you're familiar with that, where you can basically watch other people playing games, uh, they've got something similar to this too going down the side of their channel. But it's hard to watch both. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd be interested to see how that goes. Interesting to see how that goes. Now, what about what about Twitter making money? <laughs> well, they're trying to come up with uh, a bunch of ideas, as they always are. Hmm. Uh, but they are considering premium subscriptions for marketers. Hmm. We spoke about this a few weeks ago, um, and what we know now is that they're looking at bringing in a paid version of an updated tweet deck sort right. of scenario for, for marketers. So um, it's going to have a whole bunch of extra bells and whistles on it. I think they're looking at charging around about 20 bucks a month for it. Um, I don't know what those extra bells and whistles are. I don't know what you need them for, but it'll be interesting to see what they offer before I can actually give you an opinion on whether it's going to be worth it or not. But uh that's what they're. That's what they're doing. They're trying to make sure that they're getting some cash because they are running out of cash. Yeah, it says that they're going to offer some marketer-centric, uh, different pieces of information for you, whatever mm. that means. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know what that means. So when we know more, I guess we'll we'll let people know. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Twitter users can now search for emojis in usernames and tweets. Okay, I'm rushing out to do that. Yeah. Excellent. I'm looking for everyone that's got a happy face. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's, uh, especially how it ties into business. I don't, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess if you're selling bananas and you want to look up who's using the bananas emoji and contact those people, you could. There you go. Yep. That could be, that could be the only reason you use it. No, not really. It could be, it could be a bunch of reasons, but that, that is right. I don't, I mean, it's, it's gimmicky to me. It's gimmicky. Agreed. You know, what is your job? I, I create emojis for Twitter. Okay, good job. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, give us some news on LinkedIn. Got anything going on there? Yeah, you know, LinkedIn was bought out, uh, what, eight, nine months ago now, I guess. Oh, a year ago. Microsoft. A year ago. Actually, it's a year, year and a half ago, believe it or not. Christmas. Oh, geez. Where Christmas have I been? 2016. <laughs> uh, after, well... I think it was a year and a half ago. I think they might be wrong. But anyway, it was a while ago. Yeah. Well, now they're, uh, uh, Microsoft slash LinkedIn is ready to take on the Salesforce CRM. Mm. That's that's not a small project. No, not at all, because Salesforce are huge. So uh, interesting to see what they're going to do with that. Yeah, it says uh, Microsoft is a small player in sales software. According to research firm Gartner, the company ranks fourth, far behind Salesforce and others with just 4.3% of the market share. Well, they've only got 4.3% because they haven't really been pushing it, I don't think. Right, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be kind of interesting to see how they take on this. But, you know, we we were wondering what what was the reason for them to purchase uh, LinkedIn, and maybe this was part of it. I think this is a big part of it. I think this is a big part of it. education and um, CRM sort of stuff. Once you've got the knowledge, the the knowledge of all of the people and what subjects and that sort of stuff they want to learn, then I think that Linda acquisition is going to be a big part player of it. Yeah. Do you use any CRMs right now? Uh, no. No. 
we signed up for one called Zoho, Z O H O, which uh-huh. I've seen a couple commercials on TV for lately. Yep. yep. Uh, but uh, it seems very uh, easy to use, upload your contacts, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So there's some other players out there that are going up against Salesforce too. What is it? What's the price of a Zoho these days? Uh, well, we're on the 14 day trial, but I don't, I don't think it's, you know, 10, 20 bucks a month. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. not Salesforce price. Right, right. No, because that's, well, they're running a thousand bucks a month or so. Yeah. And then some. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. What about, um, Periscope? I know we skipped over Twitter, but Periscope. Yeah. <laughs> um, pre-roll ads are coming. Oh, and analytics are coming to Periscope video. Hmm. For those few so people this, that are still using it, you've got some pre-roll ads coming and some analytics. Yeah, this is you know this is another one of those deals where it's you know we just bolt on a new service and and repeat the same thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's just Pre- change change service. Yeah. Um, but that's where it's going. Everyone's looking for analytics. I think you know um, I did a I did a presentation two weeks ago about uh, automation. And for the last three years, the number one thing that most marketers were concentrating on in 2015, 16, and 17 was automation. But the number two thing this year, which has grown from number eight uh, in 2015 and went to number four last year, and it's number two this year, I reckon it'll be number one next year, is big data, the big data growth. And uh, I think this is all part of it. You know, we're getting so much data now that's insane insane the things we can do with this data and i think this is where this artificial intelligence is going to be super helpful is it's going to make sense of the data for us so we don't have to um and then give us some predictions or some suggestions based on the data that it's that it's getting in yeah definitely it's uh it's not it's not going anywhere anytime soon hell no 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 and there's only and as you see well, I think every week we're, we're we're mentioning a new a new platform that's adding analytics, extra analytics, deeper analytics, more powerful analytics to its platform. I think we might just have to uh, have a regular segment every week. This week's analytics update is right. Periscope. Yeah, and speaking of which, Andrew, uh, Snapchat's running out a new viewability score to help advertisers know if they're seeing their video ads. So once again, go. going there, you going go. Back. Right back to the data. Uh, you know, the more data you can get, the better decisions you can make uh, around whether your advertising dollars are working or not. Just crazy, right? Just crazy. You know, and I'm seeing some more and more classes now for people going to analytics classes just so they can work out what the heck is all this data all about. So yeah, anytime uh, I anytime I teach one, they're always uh, very well attended. You know. Most people log into analytics, they see those pretty graphs, and then they say, yeah, something's, something's happening, and yeah, then they close the, it. Look how many people I've got. Look, this, look at this. <laughs> and you know what? You know, the unfortunate part is that their bosses that pay them the big money, um, they show these reports to the bosses, and they say, check this out. And their boss looks at it and goes, okay, that looks pretty good. Everything looks going in the right direction. Great. And you and I know we can make these numbers dance as much as we want. And uh, right. <laughs> if you don't have a boss that's clued in, then I guess they're going to be uh, devastated when they find out what really could be happening. Yeah, if the boss starts asking questions, that, that the entire tower is going to crumble. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, what about one more fun thing before we go? Yeah, Apple is, uh, they've got a new patent that they filed that hints at plans to use Wi-Fi routers for wireless charging. 
Wi-Fi routers for wireless charging. That will be pretty cool. That would be yeah, pretty I'm awesome. I'm assuming this is not for Android. So there you go. Now you got one up on me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they license it out. It's going to be a pattern. Right. They'll license it out to Google and they'll make a shitload of cash because every router, every router that's charging will be money back to Apple. So I don't think they'll care. Yeah, but pretty interesting that uh, just because you're near a specific router that your phone will just start charging for you. I've got one of these little pads that I've set my phone on to charge so I don't have to physically plug it in. Right, right. Uh, but it, it has to be physically sitting on that pad in order to charge. Yeah, yeah. So this will just go through the Wi-Fi. That will go through the Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's that's going to be pretty interesting. I'm, I'm hoping that, that, uh, that really, that's going to be fascinating. Imagine if you're traveling those little wi-fi networks you'll have these little networks that as soon as you get wi-fi you'll have a charged battery it could be a potential uh yeah i think i can see some pretty upside pretty good upside to this yeah hotels offering free charging yeah everywhere <laughs> like you know but even on vehicles like trains and buses and stuff yeah. you know charge charge your phone on the train charge your phone on the bus get wi-fi and charge at the same time yeah, true. We did talk about Chevrolet a couple of weeks ago right. coming out with exactly. the Wi-Fi built yep. in. They'll be charging your phone while you're driving. You'll never have to run out of battery again while you're driving. Terrific. Sign me up. Sign me up too. I'm signed. I'm signed. So um, there you go. There's a bunch of stuff on today. Where can people find out more about all of the show notes? Well, they can always go to redcanoemedia.com slash diginow, D-I-G-I-K-N-O-W. And we always put all the links to everything that we talk about below in the show notes. So if anybody wants to go learn more about anything, they certainly can. Yay. Awesome. Well, well, thank you very much. That was a great show. Lots of things going on this week. Um, that was episode 52. If you want to leave us a review, we would love you to do that in iTunes. We are also about to be on tune in and some other cool places where you can get your downloads happening into your phone or your little gadget um leave us a review wherever you see us hear us we'd love to know about how you heard us and leave us that wonderful review thanks will our man take care see you everybody bye thanks for joining us on the did you know podcast check out all of the show notes and resources mentioned in today's episode at redcanoemedia.com 